0: Should the Olympics get political? Is Simone Bowles actually a hero? And should trans women be allowed to compete in women's sports? I'm Isma Pia Civico, and this is The Civic Podcast. and welcome again to the Civic Podcast. So, as you can see in the title, I wanna speak about the political paradox a bit inside the Olympics in in themselves, because of course, that's the major global event that is happening right now, and that will finalize on the 8th of August now in, uh, well, in a week, uh, no, in a few days actually, in five days. So, um, and the whole issue, why for me it's a paradox, because you have the whole question whether the Olympics should be political or shouldn't be political. but. Unfortunately or fortunately, have a way you may want to see it. They are bound to get political at some point, like we've been seeing right now with various stories, either with Laura Hubbard, which is the first transgender woman uh, to compete in the Olympics in weightlifting from New Zealand, and then you have the whole issue with mental health uh, from Simone Biles that actually dropped out and then she came back in and now she won a bronze medal. So I also want to cover that a bit, and and it is getting a bit. Um, a bit complicated to actually approach the question in itself should the should the olympics actually get political or not um the olympics at the beginning they were thought to be an international platform for basically everyone to be able to to compete against each other and i i think that it, here's another paradox because the because the whole question right now well especially behind the leftist um idea that hard work and perseverance won't get you anywhere i think the olympics is completely the opposite of that i think the olympics is where actually you have this global platform where everyone competes against each other regardless of race religion color or gender or whatever other uh characteristic you may want to apply to someone and they compete there in order to get the medals gold silver and bronze right and the only way you get there essentially is through hard work and perseverance and then of course you have the the whole issue saying well certain people don't actually have access to to all of this because of social or financial issues they might encounter throughout their lives so again it's, it's not as easy as it sounds because all of these things are gonna come back at some specific point especially with with virtue signaling athletes at some point or athletes that actually do have also a political role in their home countries or athletes that want to get political either to get a um to get praised by by the viewers or by the fans or by their country or to criticize the country and and i really want to bring forward now why my opinion the olympics should get political that that's generally my opinion um i'm not politi- i'm not political like some people might say I say oh just leave politics out of the olympics i mean a perfect example of that is just what happened with a Belarusian um, athlete. So basically, she spoke against her country, and then she was essentially going to get kidnapped back to Belarus, and and she seeks asylum in the Polish embassy, and now she'll get she'll get refuge in Poland, basically, because she's being right now persecuted by her home country, which is Belarus, right? Which is no it's no secret that Belarus is a, is an authoritarian regime, just like Russia. So of course, you have international either diplomatic issues or political issues that are going around the olympics like again what happened with Laura hubbard and then people say well these this isn't political i mean yes everything is political as long as it's not a wide range of social consensus as long as something is not in the culture it belongs it becomes political because it's something that needs to be discussed and needs to be debated and we actually need to come to a specific conclusion like should trans women compete in women's sports and i think that's one of the main questions that 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 has, uh, that has been, well, either debated or, or tried to get uh, explained throughout, I'm going to say now, uh, the past month maybe, since we started hearing that Laura Hubbard was going for two months, that she was going to compete in the women's category for, for weightlifting. And now, of course, she dropped out because she wasn't able to do to weight the lift she was supposed to 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 lift up. Uh, well, to lift up the weight she was supposed to lift up. Well, she wasn't able to do that. So now, actually, it goes in favour of the actual let's say argument that trans people can actually compete in their chosen category so for laura hubbard in this case is with women because in the end they have no biological advantage and this is very i mean this is a very disingenuous point to make because laura hubbard she's 43 right she made her transition when she was in her 30s she was a weightlifter before uh and basically she got the spot for new zealand to do that weightlifting uh right there and and, and, and then people are saying, well, see, you have no biological advantage. Well, you need to say she's 43. So in the end, in comparison to the other competitors which are, that are in the mid-20s, which is really the prime of weightlifting, that's really the prime where people actually are at their best, she's maybe not gonna do as well. Like if I say now, even though I am a biological man, and I get now in the ring, in the UFC ring with Ronda Rousey, she's going to snap me in two. <laughs> like, like, like if I was a matchstick. I mean, she's, she, she'll completely destroy me. Or even in weightlifting. I mean, any, any, any woman that weightlifts will completely destroy me also in weightlifting in itself. So, so of course, biology isn't everything and something. It's just that at some point, you have to discriminate in certain groups of people in order to allow them to actually participate in specific sports i mean this is the whole reason why you have a category for women for women and for men with the big feminist movements in the 20th century when we wanted to include women in sports for them to have their actual area or space to compete at a professional level you had to divide them from men right that was the whole thing because i mean I had a discussion actually not so long ago with a, with a friend of mine that I invited onto the podcast and we were speaking a bit about the USA in a more in a more general manner and she did bring forward the fact that idea, I think this was the idea maybe, maybe I'm wrong, I need to go and check what she actually said but this another idea that I've heard uh, more than once so it might not be, well, it might not be counterproductive to actually state it is that we shouldn't discriminate people based on gender on sports, right? um my 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 idea i think most people will agree with me here is that if we don't discriminate people based on on gender for example in sports women's sports it's going is going to die so if you start having women competing with men in sports there will no longer be any women in sports themselves i mean just take for example the 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 best thousand basketball players in the world right now um i'm I'm not even sure how many of them would be women in there if you take the thousand best just forget gender Maybe five, ten, twenty. I mean, it wouldn't even get to one percent of players that can actually compete against Michael Jordan's, against Steve Curry's, uh, Stephen Curry's, against Hardens or Rose or whatever. Uh, they would not be able to compete against these people because, of course, you have a a predisposed biological condition that they're a lot larger, they're they're a lot taller, they're a lot bigger, and they're a lot general in a more general manner. Better players is when this happened. I think I, I brought this before when the when the professional. Um, football women's scene of the us played a match against the u14s or u16s i think so under the 16s under 14s uh in the us and they got completely destroyed by by teenagers basically um by men teenagers and, and and they played this match so so really it's we're lying to ourselves if we don't think sorry for that if we don't think that there is a a biological difference between men and women as you have maybe also in boxing where you have for weights weight white categories for example i mean um yeah, you also have you need to have weight categories. Yeah, you, know, you you can't have a heavyweight fight against a featherweight. You just completely destroy him because, of course, his hand is three times his head. So in the end, with just one good right hook, the guy's on the floor. Um, so really, it 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 really sounds a bit counterintuitive because you want to be inclusive, but in order to be inclusive, you need to be discriminatory. So again, it's not an easy question to answer whether now Laurel Hobbs should actually be uh, competing in weightlifting competitions uh, with women. Um, even though I personally do consider her a woman uh, at that point because if she did decide that. So there's is, this is a whole other uh, general discussion but I won't get into that. So even taking the fact that she that she is a woman, she did go through puberty as a man and she did basically do what most of her adulthood, she she, she transitioned in her early mid thirties I think it was. And then of course she, she took a break from weightlifting so she's not even in her prime, right? So at some point it's not, it's not like uh, how would I say this? It's not a surprise that she actually did get beat uh, in that category right there because she's been out for of uh, the game for quite some time, and she's 43. I mean, how many athletes do you know that are 43? I think right now one athlete, um, a woman, she's 50 something, and then she's she holds a record for most of the Olympics participated in. I think she's been participating since '92. I think she's from Russia, I believe, and that's for like shooting. So I mean, you can expect it for shooting because it's not as physically demanding as might be, for example, weightlifting, or boxing, or swimming, or diving, or running, or uh, anyway, or jumping, whatever, right? It's not as physically demanding, so of course you can actually stretch that a little bit more, but there aren't many weightlifters that are 43. If not any I don't think so I think they'll maybe stop at their mid-30s maximum like football players except if you're called Buffon then if you're called Buffon then you're probably going to play until you're like 70 <laughs> I think that guy has been in football for like ever I don't even know if he actually keeps playing maybe in some league in in in, uh, in Japan or in the US or something but but that guy has been in football for absolutely ever but then again I actually spoke about this with someone and it's actually it actually makes sense he's a goalkeeper so in goalkeeping is not as physically demanding as if you were a striker for example or in defense so it is understandable that specific people in specific sports can actually have a longer sporting career than other people that might actually need, um, what well, need to be need to get more physical and and be in better shape because the older you get, it's it's absolutely logical, the worse shape you will you will start getting right. Uh, I mean, Cristiano right now is in absolutely bagging shape, I and mean, he's like what thirty seven, I think. Cristiano Ronaldo right now. So he's arriving that I think he will last another another few years. Anyway, the point here is not really to speak about that but just to get into context a bit the physical condition of athletes and at what point should they actually stop doing their 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 respective sport. Um so so, so that's the whole idea behind the olympics. The whole idea is that perseverance, hard work and actually striving towards a goal will get you that gold medal in name of your own country. So it really goes in completely opposite actually argument that hard work and perseverance won't actually get you anywhere because you have societal structures that are pulling certain amounts of people down. You hear this a lot with with black athletes or with, or, or with um, black Americans in the United States that they can't get whatever they can get um, because of their skin color and there's this systemic discrimination actually pushing them down. Um, I've spoken to my same discrimination before, namely two episodes ago when I spoke about the, the issue uh, post the World Cup final, well, sorry, Europe, Euro Cup final uh, in the UK, that all those of racist and, and abusive messages sent towards Rashford, Saga and Sancho because they, because they missed the penalties and and, and, and and they were black, right? So they got highly uh, targeted for that. But I've covered that already and I think the conversation goes There's there's a lot more to it than actually that that people think that happened directly, but taking the example black athletes in the United States, right? This whole issue. I mean, you've seen uh, I can't remember her name, but she's um she's a ball thrower. The people that throw the weights. I think that's what she is, and she's a uh, gay black woman, I think, and she did the cross. as a political vindication for intersectional intersectionality, basically, so uh, the 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 crossing between everyone that is oppressed—that is basically what interse- intersectionality means. That you take every single part of the identity of someone that is oppressed, and then you put that in in that intersection, making it intersectionality, and making it the the, the spot where all the oppressive or, or sorry, with all the oppressed meet, and that specific spot. So you see all of these political vindications all throughout the Olympics. Uh, also, when it happened, when this, um, with this, um, the best football player, the best woman football player, football, I mean soccer, if there are any Americans that are listening, uh, football player in, in the US, that basically she, she spoke against the US and the anthem and whatever, and then actually most of the United States were rooting against that team, and then they lost. Uh, they lost against Canada recently, and they, they lost the first game, so it's a bit. It's a bit interesting where, where you actually go and present, uh, represent your own country, right? You, you're playing for the whole of the country, regardless of what their political ideas might, might be. And still, you still want to criticize them as much as you can. So, I'm, again, I'm, I'm not too much of a fan of, 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 of these uh, sporting virtue singulars um, in a more general manner. But then that's the whole idea of the Olympics. People want to be in the Olympics to arrive to that maxima, to get to that final point and to do their best, essentially, and win that gold medal for their country. And it's a platform where every single country goes in. And why I'm saying this more to come back to the idea why I think it should get political. But we mustn't forget that there are countries, loads of them, in the Olympics that still don't respect basic human rights. People that still commit infanticide based on the gender of the child, for example. So they killed that they kill young girls when they're born, uh, or people that still hang homosexual people or throw them out of buildings, I mean, uh, or authoritarian regimes or or dictatorships. I mean, you have just a few countries. You have the Arab Emirates that still doesn't allow women to participate in sports in their country. You have Iran, you have Cuba, you have Venezuela, you have Russia, you have China, you have Belarus. I mean, all these countries, do things on a daily basis that actually go against uh, human rights, right, in in, in in its very basic form, either discrimination uh, because of gender towards women or through LGBT people. So, right, so so I think, why I think it should get political in a way is because the, the countries that have actually managed to get a certain sense of freedom or a certain amount of freedom for athletes indeed to persevere and to actually follow their dreams in whatever they might want to do, whether it's in gymnastics, um, basketball, football, and the other 200 different sports there are in the Olympics, that they can actually do that and show the other countries that, look, here I am, this is who I am, this is who I am, and I can still do this. You beat that, right? Show them that we are better. That's the whole, and yes, I am I'm completely going to say that some countries are better than others, completely based on the general culture, on the general things that they might think that is um, a... Acceptable for them in their specific area. And now, don't misinterpret this, because when when I generally start when I start generalizing regarding certain countries or religions or cultures specifically, I make two very clear distinctions. And I've said this quote before, um, and it was one that Majin Nawaz said, which I still think. I mean, I haven't seen him in a long time. I think he's he's retired or he's not doing anything now. But he said a very very interesting thing, which is. Um, no ideas above scrutiny, and no individual is beneath dig- dignity. Right. So, so in theory, here I'm not really criticizing individuals per se for where they might come from, or what they might believe in, or what kind of culture they might follow. I'm, I'm criticizing general ideas that should be that should be criticized. That can be criticized. That should be actually debated and saying it's just actually the it's actually a good way of doing things. And that's a general discussion right there. So I'm not attacking specific individuals by saying that some countries do have bad cultures some countries do have a bad way of seeing the world a bad way of of seeing such certain people right um so so you have these countries actually participating in the olympics and i think it is a it's, it's part of of our moral duty to show indeed that we as most of the of the western countries and also some well, not just Western nowadays. You have quite a lot of people that are actually trying to respect um, the certain basic human rights that people actually do deserve to have, right? To show them that we can do these, we can do this, we have done it. And look, the athletes that, that we have here, right? L- look at these people that we've given the opportunities that they should have in life, in order to actually persevere, there, to persevere and work hard for their dreams, and look where they are now on a world stage and on the podium. Earning these medals, and I think that's why at some point it does need to get political also, and have this like diplomatic. Um, well, I'm 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 not gonna say free for all, but um, fights between different countries, where in the end I do think that the best ideas will persevere, and one way to display these ideas is actually through sports. And again, sports has allowed a lot of people to get to get out of poverty. Um, I mean, you can see loads of football players. Ronaldinho was one of them. He was able to get out of poverty I don't know I mean lots of I mean there was also I think it was um what the player there was I mean there's really outstanding football players that have done really good for their for the local communities that have done schools that have done um football camps that have donated a lot of money to their respect to the respective charities or have done a lot of work uh in the country that's not to say for every for every football player i mean there are a lot of football players that earn a lot of money and don't do much with it but i think it's a bit counter it's, it's a bit disingenuous to say that sports men especially football because football football players earn a lot of money that they don't do anything for their communities most of them actually do i mean rashford has done a lot of things for for the for 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 english kids for example in precarious situations so again i think i find it very counterintuitive to actually keep criticizing these people because they're not doing anything um in for sporting it happens a lot i mean most people actually do understand that it's not the case but anyway it still happens and i think we must acknowledge these great athletes that actually have been able to to do something good for their communities that they've only been able to do it because they were given the chance to actually or they've worked hard enough to get to where they are today at a world stage on uh, in their respective sports right so that's something taking into account with the olympic at some point it should get political for these people and then let's get a bit more less uh, let's uh get muddy a bit especially what happened with, with with Simone biles right so this sparked the overall conversation on mental health in western society that indeed athletes are under a um, immense amount of pressure um it's not always easy to to keep your mental health at a good state when you're when well when you're essentially in the olympics and that's completely understandable I, i don't think anyone really is against the idea that athletes it's really rough to be an athlete, it really is. You've been, maybe what, if you're in your early 20s and if you're a world stage athlete, most likely you've been training since you, was like, since you were like five, six or seven years old. So it's been a whole life or every single day training an enormous amount of hours in order for you to get there, right? And Simone Biles was one of them, for example, uh, she, she, she got sexually assaulted by one of her childhood uh, trainers and not just her, um, a massive amount of, of, of other girls in the team got assaulted by, by this man. I'm not entirely sure if he got uh, if he got convicted or not but but regardless um, the well the the evidence is it's overwhelming right so I don't think anyone actually asked themselves if this if this actually happened and I think we all we all know it actually did happen and it's, not, and it's not surprising either you do have people with really 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 malicious intent uh, especially when it comes to 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 girls little girls essentially uh, children in sports themselves so we need to be very very careful with everything that that, that list that this leads to but anyway so she dropped out essentially because she did this kind of flip in the air and then she got disoriented disoriented in middle of of her jump and essentially um, if you, I, I don't know how it's called but there's a specific name for it in gymnastics and if you get disoriented in disorientated not disoriented disorientated in the middle of the air you can you can fall down the wrong way or you can land the wrong way and then you can essentially that can be a career ending move right so that was one of the main reasons why she stopped because she didn't feel she was capable of actually doing this and she wanted to take a step back now this was seen a bit a, a bit as the heroic move as being the hero she decides to step back and the holy shit that's not really, that's not really the definition of the hero is it respectable that she decides to step down yes it is that's a that's a good call from her side she wasn't If she wasn't feeling well, she shouldn't be participating in such physically demanding and essentially uh, dangerous acts, right? Like jumping, I don't know if you've seen what they do. I mean, it really is amazing to to watch. And Simone Biles has been the best in gymnastics for I don't know how long, and she's one of the best that will ever live most probably. So it is understandable that she decided to to drop down, but that's not a heroic act. Uh, the The idea of the hero is always someone that's going to overcome the obstacles they have in front of them and not stepping down when well when the going gets rough that's not the whole idea of the hero is respectable? and then of course a lot of people have been completely bashing her for it that's completely unacceptable too you shouldn't bash someone because they decide to step down in order to take care of themselves and not get killed or really end their career just because they did a wrong jump, and they weren't mentally fit to do that specific thing they were supposed to do in gymnastics. Right? There shouldn't be either all this, all of these attacks that have been directed towards her. So, so I'm a bit in in the middle. I, I don't I don't think she's a hero for stepping down, and I don't think she'll be she she should get completely bashed and abused like I've seen a lot on social media that the amount of the amount of abuse that she has received. And why I say he's not the hero, again, because a hero is always someone that's going to overcome the obstacles I have in front of them, whether they be mental, financial, uh, social, whatever obstacles you might you might have in front of you, the hero is the person that overcomes them, right? Every single heroic story um, is actually about that. It's, it's about how someone overcomes those obstacles right there, right? And it's funny now because the BBC uh, did a heading um, and there was a bit, well, let's say it's not the best heading. Uh, the, the, the editorial didn't really do the best thing uh, with that heading there, which it said, um, winners don't quit, or something of the sort, saying that actually Simone Bells did come back to compete in one of the. Um, she actually won the bronze on the bar thing. So you're on a bar and then you do things on top of the bar again. I'm not a really ex- expert in gymnastics, but essentially she came back for that last. Um, uh, hurdle let's say that last activity that she was going to participate in and she won the bronze medal and the bbc put um winners don't quit right but the whole issue is that a week ago you say you say she she's a winner because she quit the whole idea that she also won the silver medal because then actually one of her um american colleagues had to take her place and then she won the silver medal and then they were all like she's she's still a winner even though she quit and now they're putting while well, winners don't quit so it's it's a bit it's it, it really is going all over the place and i think people should be a little bit more coherent with what they're actually saying i don't believe she was a hero for stepping down that's not what heroism actually means is it respectable completely i think she made the right choice if she wasn't meant mentally or physically fit do those things there which essentially i don't think could end her life but it could for example if you if you land in the wrong way on your neck, for example, you can get completely paralyzed. Or you, it, it, It's not, it's, it's a very demanding sport, gymnastics, and people need to understand that. But again, I don't think she was a hero. Um. So anyway, that's a bit where I want to come back that the, the Olympics should get political. And one last thing I didn't actually say before is that when it comes to black Americans not being able to actually participate in sports, I'm not entirely sure where this actually comes from because I mean, in the NBA, 70% of players in the NBA are black. In the NFL, is around 68%, 69%. So it's actually also 70% of players in the NFL are black for 13% of the population in the United States. So overwhelmingly more black people actually get into professional sports in the US. And this sports in the US is also what has allowed a lot of people to get college scholarships, right? For, for college basketball or college uh, American football or soccer even, or football again, I get really... Wow, I'm confused and I don't really like it. it being called soccer but regardless of it so actually I mean even the greatest sportsmen in the U.S. have always been black um I mean you have Tiger Woods for example for golf you have Michael Jordan um you have oh, I'm, I'm completely missing all the names you just look at the best I mean American sportsmen they've they Grand majority have been black. I can only think of one white one now in basketball, which was Larry Bird, which wasn't black. I mean, you have now Luka Doncic, which isn't black, but he's not American. Uh, you have Blake Griffin. Uh, well, is Blake Griffin? Well, no, he's he he's white. But I'm not telling you anyway. It doesn't matter. That's not the point here. Um, all the best NBA players today are black, except Luka Doncic. Maybe he's one of the one one of the best ones also, but he's white, and then I believe he's Serbian. I believe, but anyway. So the, so the whole idea that they're being oppressed in sports, I don't really see where that actually explains itself in the data because of, in, in, in the vast majority of the biggest athletes in the United States are black. And then if you say, well, it's the culture, say, well, that's the whole claim we are doing is that it's all cultural generally. You have no state-applied oppression for specific people. Can you have maybe social? Can you have some people that are racist that won't allow you to get into some way or do specific things? Yes, but it's not, state-based for example um or or systemic or social or structural or any other word you would like to to put into it which is has been a big vindication especially on behalf of some american athletes uh in these olympics so to finalize yes the olympics should get political at some point we should show other countries that don't respect the human basic human rights that people actually should have uh, that they shouldn't be for example uh, mutilated for what it, what it happens with girls in some in some specific african countries or even around the around the globe i heard now uh, some people in ecuador actually give away the the second twin so if twins are born the second twin is given away or killed or something of the sort i mean i've, I've seen now on uh, on human rights watch uh, a few articles regarding that and uh, well saudi arabia not allowing women in sports so there's still a lot of countries that don't respect just basic human rights and i do think the olympics is a good platform to actually show that everyone is capable of doing everything and i think that's the message that should actually be sent to people is that hard work and perseverance actually does get you somewhere in the west in general i mean you have such a diverse team of people in every single way oh yeah and this is what i was seeing actually when it comes to the uh, to the people in the so, so, so the people of color in the American team actually participating because again, you get this data a lot easier in the United States than you might get it in Europe. Twenty three percent of the of the of the team in of the U.S. team in two thousand and sixteen Rio de Janeiro Olympics are black for thirteen percent of the population. So there's more people in the Olympics that they actually representing the populations themselves. So, again, if you want perfect equity, you should be representative on the amount of people on. On the well, on the percentage that you represent, that spe- that specific demographic represents in the society, and how it gets translated, perfectly translated into every single other structure in society, and that if that's if you look in perfect equity, and then it was interesting because I saw and then they spoke about the Winter Olympics, which is only, I don't know, like only twenty uh, black Americans in the Winter Olympics team uh, that happened in Sogi in in 20, 2018 in Japan um again when it comes to winter olympics it's winter sports and winter sports are mainly done in the north because it's colder i mean this is just logic people please and then most black people are actually in southern states i don't think uh, there are a lot of people in florida or in california or in texas uh, or in new mexico actually going skiing on the weekend i think that's more of northern states that do that which northern states are generally more white than than southern states so again we need to look at the context we need to look at the geographical locations uh you don't play winter sports as much in southern states where it's hot don't believe you have many winter sports uh in 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 the warmest countries in central africa for example uh you can have it maybe with some higher mountains but just let's well let's just be a little bit more logical about all of this and and stop assuming the worst so anyway I want to put that forward the Olympics is somewhere where people where it shows the hard work that people actually put in because they're not easy and they're representing a whole country they're representing the world you have the best athletes in the world competing for those medals uh, in respect of actually fair play essentially that's what we really want to promote in the Olympics themselves but this one was a bit longer again because there are a lot of things that, that, had to, uh, that I had to cover but in any case I want to leave it there let's just try and think twice stop bashing on Simone Biles, Simon Biles isn't a hero, now that she overcome that obstacle, maybe she is a hero, because she did overcome the obstacle of a mental health issue, so she did come back, so at this point yes, but the, these change of narratives are really, really are amazing to hear, so it's, uh, anyway, uh, I'm not going to get more into that, uh, we'll see, oh actually I do apologise, I didn't do one last week, I actually had like this third eye, in, I had like an infection, I think it was an ingrown or something between my eyes, and like my, my, Two, my other two eyes were basically closed because the infection got so big I couldn't see anything. Um, so yeah, a short health issue that I had to deal with and I couldn't actually do an episode last week. But in any case, I'm hoping that, again, I keep saying this every week and something comes up, but I really do apologize for that. I do hope you like this episode. Again, you can follow us on Instagram, which is at thecivic.space. You can see on our website, where we have every, everything on there, all the episodes, uh, YouTube account, um, yeah, all the RSS feeds where you want to listen to the podcast on what, whichever platform you prefer, whether it's Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Google Podcasts. And then at the same time, you can see in some articles that for now there's one on there, but we'll be adding some articles uh, weekly, quite a few of them actually, uh, starting now very, very, shortly this week. And if you want to donate, because I have this really, really bright light that needs changing, uh, I'm hoping to get a lead light sometime soon anyway, so it actually does help us also to get better materials, uh, better lighting, better cameras. Uh, I mean, you don't want to see what kind of setup I have right now to do this, but it is uh, it's very low cost, let's say. And I would like to get better materials again to get to have better content or better quality content in any case. Um, anyways, I'm going to leave it there. Again, share, like, subscribe if you like it. Yeah, I don't really like saying that at the end of the podcast, but I'm going to say it regardless of that. And again, well, thank you very much, everyone, for listening. I'm Isma Pacifico. Civico. And this was The Civic Podcast.